You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Folks, today we're going to do things a little bit different because this isn't just about business today. This is actually about people, how we work, and realistically, at the core level, the topic that we're looking at today, it's going to be called the spaces in between because every opportunity, every problem, every crisis, everything that we experience as human beings can be solved from that space in between when we examine it from a higher perspective. My guest today is Sandy Hart. She is the CEO and founder of The Liminal Odyssey, the alchemical power of the spaces in between. And this is what I love about Sandy because this right here encapsulates our entire walk with the divine, my entire walk with the divine, where the mundane is revealed as the miraculous and then insignificant discloses the insignificance. The mundane is, is the miraculous. This is something that I experience on a day-to-day basis. Sandy, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing in the world because this space is important. I can hardly wait to dive down this rabbit hole with you. Thank you, Justin. I'm delighted to be here. I'm honored to be here, and I'm looking forward to diving with you. Okay, so talk to me. I understand the concept of the mundane as miraculous. That's been my faith walk. That's been my reflection, my journey to where I get to experience the miracles because I'm paying attention to them. I'm in awareness of them. Just the small little pieces of like, how did we get here? The experiences that I've had that my wife and I have been able to stare in in groups of people and looking around going, is anybody else seeing this? This this is miraculous. The fact that that just happened is miraculous. And to the rest of the world, it's just it, it's just like, yeah, no big deal. It's mundane. It's like, but when you stop and examine it, it's it truly is miraculous. So what what talk to me about what what is what are the spaces in between mean for you? Well, yeah, thank you for that um for that introduction to the space in between because it really does require awareness. And for me, that has always come very natural. It's always been a condition of my personality. I've always been very quick to see the silly in the serious, the the miraculous in the mundane, and the adventure in the mundane as well. You know, um, not growing up with much, um, we I always learned how to stretch an opportunity. And how could I have so much more fun with so little? And that actually, I can think back now and go, yeah, that, that is what conditioned my personality to really um, slow down in those spaces and see what's possible. And so I what I found when I was writing this book is the, the liminal odyssey is that it's, a, it's actually a skill to cultivate. It's actually uh, awareness is something you could actually practice. 
And it's not so hard. It's simply intention and will to practice it. You know, in neuroscience is proven that we, and pro-social psychology is supported, that that we can rewire our brains through neuroplasticity, through repetition. So we just practice awareness. And and, and the more we do with the intention and then the will, because will is really in charge here, right? (laughs) And if you understand what I mean, you know, if any of you have ever dieted, you know, you know what it means to have the intention, (laughs) the will to follow through. Um, and it's just that practice and practice over time creates habits. So let's make a habit out of being aware. And that is, I think, the first step into creating a condition of being able and having the capacity to notice those moments, which yeah. you, Justin, and I know your wife, Tonya, have done with, with such elegance and grace and in, 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 in such a way that it's in service to the world. And, um, and so ultimately that's the goal, right? Is mind self-interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about that awareness piece. Like I agree with you that awareness piece is all about, it starts with us. Right. And then as we come up into our own awareness and we become the observer all of the time, Right. And we're just seeing the avatar and the avatar is just doing what the avatar does. But in our awareness, we reprogrammed our minds. We strengthened that awareness muscle. We get to experience life different. And as that awareness increases, we start to realize, oh, how do we help others step out of the hell loops that they're in to come into their own awareness? It's why I love the title of your book and what you do in the world. Thank you so much. And and Justin, wouldn't you agree that um, it's time to question assumptions? <laughs> right? Like, once you become aware, it's like, well, really, why do I feel that way? Why do I respond that way? Why do I buy that product? Why do I, why am I in this relationship? You know, why do I buy into what television commercials tell me about what it means to be thin and rich and happy. Yeah. It's time we start practicing awareness and and we can start checking ourselves, you know, as a measuring tool. It's like, oh, have my assumptions changed? And the other thing I would ask you, and I want to hear your answer to this, is also the importance of our attitude towards something. And that also kind of plays hand in hand with assumptions. Absolutely. So I'm going to, I'm going to pause right here. We're going to answer those questions on the back end of this conversation are what about assumptions? And what was the last question? Uh, Attitude. Oh, attitude. Assumptions and attitude. We're going to address those questions on the back end, but before we go on breaks, where can people go find out more information about you? The one-stop shop is the liminal odyssey.com. L-I-M-I-N-A-L. It's a clunky word to say. But it's going to be part of our lexicon. So liminalodyssey.com. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at what Sandy's doing. It's another perspective. It's another way of what we're doing here at Superpower Experts. But this should encourage you all because superpowers are real. Sandy has them. (laughs) And you're going to want to learn more about the spaces in between. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, 
more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Sandy Hart. She is the CEO and founder of the Elemental Odyssey, the book that's coming out. It's where the mundane is revealed as the miraculous and the insignificant discloses the insignificance. Now, before the break, Sandy, you'd ask me a question. Well, what about assumptions? Shouldn't we start challenging all of our assumptions, right? How do we know that? And um, attitude. So I'm going to go hit the attitude first one because the attitude first one is, is extremely important for how our minds work, right? The way I see it is our minds, our computers, our human body, our human, the body, the tissue, the organs, the mind, all of it. If you could put it in the construct of a computer, right? That's essentially what we are. Our mind works off of programs. But in order for the program to get embedded, the right mindset's got to come into play. If you got a crappy attitude, guess what's going to get into your mindset, right? So absolutely, mindset's 100%. Perfect. You have to have the positive attitude. You have to have the right mindset. Otherwise, the program's not going to take and it's not going to not going to hold. Right. That's why diets don't work because it's the mindset and loss of willpower. Right. Like we were talking about before. And to your question on um, assumptions, I love the fact that you started down this path of you know why do I do this? 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 Right. And following the path down to this is why I left. This is why I love sci-fi movies. Inception, right? What was the inception point of that thought? Where did it come from? And what does that mean? And I think you're gonna. I, I'm gonna ask you a question because I think I know what the answer is gonna be. Is when you challenge those assumptions as to where the thought come from. What What do you typically find there, Sandy? Well, first, I want to say how I follow that thread, right? Oh, please. Because then that'll lead, because ultimately, it's the same uh, root ball, I should say, the same, right? The, the, yeah. It's the same condition that um, all issues on the planet stem from. And what I do is I go back in history and I being in, you know, with my work in women's repowerment, I don't like the word empowerment, repowerment reminding us who we are, um, I paid a lot of attention to patterns in society, patterns around me all day long, patterns in myself as well. But I go back in time, and we could go back to the agrarian age to see when we really became separated from one another. And this is when the conditions of systems of domination started finding some power, right? And in comes patriarchy. And I want to be very careful when I talk about patriarchy, because I want to make sure you understand I'm not referring to male domination over women, although there is certainly that condition that exists. But I'm talking about the conditions of power over and systems of domination and systems of separateness of one Correct. another. So when you, no matter what you're looking at, whether it's the environment, whether it's you know a political system, whether it's you know um, you know education system, whatever, or our personal relationships, whatever condition exists on the planet, you can typically follow that route down to patriarchy. And that's usually what I find. And also growing up in the 60s and the 70s, because I was born in 61, then that means that um, 
I grew up in a heavy patriarchal society. I mean, in my lifetime, my mother couldn't get a checking account without her my husband's signature. Yeah. Um, right. So the, 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 I'm constantly questioning assumptions about why am I behaving this way around these people. Right. And that's how, you know, it really comes down to my personal behavior. But um, that's what I find at the end of that. If that at the end, at the end of most every thread I follow. I, I think you're spot on because I think it was the concept of, the, of a patriarchal society as a whole that actually caused the 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 original separation right because it, it pitted us against each other automatically and, and and if you want to go back i mean i'm going to throw this in the biblical realm now right the actual story that right the apple take it all the way back to the apple the apple the uh, right the the garden of eden adam and eve right This is why we named our show, our, our relationship show, the apple flavored pomegranate. Because the apple is not the story. We believe that the apple is the story and that Eve did this horrible thing and man has had to suffer. No, no, no. The patriarch started the problem because the patriarch didn't go, hey, babe, you know, dad said we shouldn't eat that. Perhaps we should put it back and go talk to him. Right. So the entire story itself was a lie that created the separation. It never happened. We were we've never been separate. It's the patriarch, Adam, who started the separation because he had the power and the ability to go, hey, let, let's before we take a bite of that, let's 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 go talk to, to the God, the field, the universe, right, of, of what that looks like. And yes, it's a story. Yes, it's take it for what it is, literal, not literal, but the story exists. It's something that we all consist of. And to your point, I see that as the origin point of where the patriarch started to cause the separation, right? I agree with you. So so what's the solution then? I well, have, I've, got, I've got my own theories. I've got my own theories, right? But what's, what's, your, what's your solution? Well, the solution, it starts with me. That's all I have. That's all I can do. That's all I really have power for and uh, over. And and my family, because of the model that I'm setting, but there again, it comes back to me. What am I agreeing to? You know, culture, and that's what we're talking about right now, right? What's what what society are we living in where things are acceptable? Well, culture is nothing more than a collective agreement by all of us. So what am I agreeing to? What am I paying for? What am I voting for? What am I doing with my time? Who am I talking? What words am I using? Am I impeccable with my words? You know, and and how how um, um, and how much am, am I in my integrity? And I don't mean that as a as the moral judgy word integrity. I'm talking about my wholeness, right? And only that which I can show up with. I love how before we went to break, you said, and Sandy's got superpowers. And I wanted to interject. Everybody has superpowers. Everybody has superpowers. (laughs) And I can't wait for you to find them if you don't know what they are. Aristotle called it our calling where your passions meet the needs in the world. When we start showing up in, in reverence to that, and stop doing what Justin's doing and stop doing what I'm doing and stop doing what other people are doing and start doing you, 
hopefully will, you know, I, and I know Justin inspires and Tony inspires and I hopefully inspire others inspire yet. If, if question the assumption of how I'm inspiring you and if what I'm saying is true to you, right. Not just something that works for me. So that's the best I can do is to be true to myself. And that comes right back to awareness, right back to questioning assumptions, right back to attitude. It, it, it requires me to heal some generational trauma because that's part of the patterns. I mean, Correct. in my book, I lay out 12 skills. I did not set out to tell a book that had 12 skills in it. I set out to tell a single story that <laughs> 11 more stories poured out of me once I learned this word liminal and I applied it to that story. Um, but I started noticing the conditions that were relevant in me in those experiences that I had that turned out to be miraculous. That's why I decided to tell them. And um, and and they include this plethora, this wide range from science and physics and mindfulness and body awareness and archetypal relationship. You know, and I use the maiden mother crone as an example, but we all walk, mm -hmm. like you said, you know, this yeah. super walking in. It's when we talk about assumptions and awareness and a, a attitude, it's like, okay, wait, what archetype? If it helps you to put an archetypal lens around who you're, what, what you're embodying right now, especially yeah. when someone races by you on the freeway in road rage, you know, are you going to be the maiden mother or the crone, you know? Are you going to yeah. chase him down and try to run him off and flip him off and take his license plate? Or are you going to be the crone and just be, oh, I dodged a bullet with that one. Could have been in an accident. So, so yeah, there's there are these skills that we can practice. But if all we do is practice awareness, question assumptions, and check our attitude, um, we'll be on our way. No, I, I so agree. I think that's – I look out to the world and – well, we have an entire brand called Superpower Experts, the podcast networks in the top 1.5% of the world globally. I think people are ready for it because when you look out into the projection, they're tired of the news. They're tired of all the BS divisiveness, right? And the businesses and the environments that continue to perpetuate the divisiveness I believe are going to lose in the long run because more and more people are opting out and choosing something different, right? Do I really need to know if I live in Arizona, do I really need to know what went on in New York? Probably not quit watching the news, right? Because it's all fear programming folks. How do you know what you know? If you watch TV, 90%, if not more, of what you believe comes from what you consume. Simple as that. That's the program that gets reinforced. And we have to start challenging those things. And this is why when I saw your your your, your website, your book, um, the, what you're doing in the world, what you're capturing, I was like, ah, oh, here's Sandy. Sandy's somebody, I guarantee Sandy's going to get this. Sandy's on the same <laughs> mission that we are. And I've got to have this conversation with you. So Sandy, I got to ask though, what, what, what would you say is the biggest challenge that people have of what, 
why wouldn't they want, why would why don't they choose awareness? Why don't they choose to start challenging their assumptions? I I got my own theories and beliefs, and I I see it in various from different situations from situation. I believe, but what what would you say is the common thing as to why people just won't let go of a story or a program or a belief? Well, and I want to answer that by also reflecting on something you said that I think I. We don't want to miss an opportunity to talk about because I, what you talked, what you just mentioned about people are waking up, um, turning off the news, because perhaps becoming more aware. And I will answer your question. Um, and that is in the in terms of the challenge of why people are resisting change. Quantum physicists are now saying that we are moving into a second quantum revolution. The first being, you know, where we could split the atom and where we realize that the, the, that the universe, <laughs> you're clapping your hands, where the universe is a mental universe, right? It's not a machine. And, and that, that means we control our outcomes. And this gets into mindfulness. But the reason for me mentioning this is because um, the second quantum revolution has indicated that um, our and this is how I grok it because I'm not a scientist, but um, that our minds are catching up to our spirituality, right? Our minds are speeding up. Um, the heartbeat of the planet, according to heart math, is speeding up. And we, so we are speeding up and there goes our mental capacities. And so um, it, to be in alignment with that. And I've always had the sense, and scientists, visionaries, futurists, philosophers, systems theorists all say the same thing that we are evolving as a society we are we are moving into a new epoch a new evolutionary we're in an evolutionary growth spurt <clears throat> right now and and an indication there are two indications of that one is um the um, crashing of all systems like you said right the crashings of all systems uh, well, you know, some will say, well, we've always had an environmental problem. There's always been problems in politics. There's always been problems in the economy. There's always been problems of political, of, uh, of gender disparity and, um, and what have you, um, wage gap. I can go on. Yet not at this level at the, all at once, right? Yeah. Not at this level. Well, I, in broadcast for everybody, everybody can see it. It's closer. It used to be out there, but because of yeah. social media, because we're, because of technology, it's 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 in our face on a daily basis now. I used to say years ago, not even that long ago, actually, that we're not going to get the impact of the environment until we're forced to wear masks. Well, that didn't really work, did it? Or maybe it did. It did for me. But isn't that funny how that uh, happened? I should be careful what I say, but <laughs> like I'm all <laughs> right. But um, so we don't know where we're going, but we know we're on our way. And this was running in the background for me when I'm telling, when I'm writing this book, you know, it's like, okay, it, it, I shifted from telling a personal human interest story that my friends have been urging me to tell for a very long time. And now seeing all these other stories and pulling back and going, wow, this might be a hero's journey. And like, no, hero's journey is not hitting the mark. There's too, nobody's talking about the spaces in between. And as soon as I started diving in, I started thinking about all these skills and processes. Then when I pulled them out and set them aside in like their own little Petri dish, I thought, here's a recipe for cleaning up our act. Because we don't know where we're going. Like I said, we know we're on our way. And I don't want to poison the water hole when I get there. 
I think we all need, this is my, and I don't like to use this sort of statement, but I really do think we all need to, um, to be in our absolute integrity, aligned with our sacred planetary assignment, our calling, um, because that's what this new world affords us. We get to go to a new place. Let's co-create it together. So why the resistance? It's the human nature, right? It's for our security. It's for our safety. It's where it's like, well, it's, you know, being an interfaith activist, um, um, I've had a lot of conversations, especially with young people, about when they choose to leave the, re- the religion they were born in, especially a conservative religion <clears throat> that was very rigid for them. And, and the fear, and they were closeted for a long time, the fear was of, of going to where their heart was really calling them in terms of their religious identity and their tradition or philo- uh, their religious philosophy, even secular ethical philosophies, was the losing the safety of their family, of their tribe, besides breaking their mother and father's heart, <laughs> you know, right? Um, or or whatever it was there. Was. So it's fear. You know, those are the two motivations, fear and love, right? And so it's fear. And I once said to um, a friend of mine, hereditary chief of the Chickasaw Nation, Lakota, Dakota Nation, um, hereditary chief Phil Lane Jr. um, And it was at the 2012 celebration of the Mayan calendar um, in Los Angeles. And I turned to him because things were really kind of on a political scale. Things were scary and things were felt like they were sort of falling apart back then. And I go, wow, it's not going to, it's, it couldn't get much worse. And then he just let out this big old belly laugh. He said, oh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. I could never have imagined the truth in that. (laughs) And he said that, you know, like nature, it, when something wants to die, it's going to hold on. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to try to keep up. It's like, ah. Right. But what if dying was really rebirthing? What if like, look what we look. Yeah. Look at you go. You know, you want to do a car. So let's talk about the seed in the ground. Right. Mm. Right? That is that we were just I I kid you not, Sandy. (laughs) Tony and I were out on the patio literally last night talking about this. And we were looking, we were examining the seasons as we were sitting out watching the monsoons and in Phoenix and um and we were just thinking, it's like, why is fall always associated with death, right? Because fall is like, this is death. And then, of course, it goes into winter, right? And then the rebirth. What if fall, death, was just the start of the new birth cycle? It wasn't the end. It was the start of a new birth cycle. And yeah. so for to hear, to hear you say that, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Well, that's about returning to the way the way we used to think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We learn that when we put something to its death, we put a seed to its death and bury it, something new and better will grow from that because that seed yeah. is encoded with its highest potential. I wrote in my last chapter, I had an experience at Auschwitz and um, and I actually had an experience with an oak tree <laughs> um, where um, I was showered with oak, with uh, uh, acorns. And I slipped one of those acorns in my pocket. And then I had this one awakening, this one revel. I heard, I heard the voices of my ancestors being Jewish. Um, I was really dialed in to being there. 
And, um, and I had this, uh, what I heard was the morning doesn't serve us. The, and the, the, that we choose love and we choose possibilities for the future. And I just came to this understanding that we're not here to stay stuck in one way. If imagine we're all seeds, imagine what one acorn can do. It can yeah. forest 10,000 uh, oak trees, yeah. which will forest each one of those uh, seeds can potentially forest 10 more thousand oak trees. Yeah. Think of what we're missing by trying to hold on and consider us being in a birth canal right now. And if you've given birth, which I don't think you have, Justin, <laughs> I have, um, it hurts like hell. So you're going to hold on. You want to put that baby back in there. <laughs> You know, take it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> both ways don't work. I've had both. So, uh, I mean, in terms of they both work, but they both they're both painful. Um, but we got to do that, and it's yeah. not just a responsibility, but a privilege. What an incredible time to be alive right now! Yeah, it, it really is. It really is, especially as more and more people waking up to possibilities of the fact that we're in control. Our thoughts, our minds, our beliefs, our awareness of what we're doing, how we're doing, why we're doing it, and where those thoughts came from really exists in those spaces in between. The assumptions we make about people in our lives, about the relationships, right? Unless you and I put it into the middle and to discuss between the two of us, really, the only energy that the relationship gets is what we put into it. Right. So... Do we want to fill that with love and high vibe and showing up in our highest and seeing what we can create together? Or do we want to judge and separate and be divisive and blame and try to be to outdo one another? What, what's going to get us there the fastest? And I think examining the spaces in between, like what you've uncovered in your book and what you what you see in your experiences and your journey in the world and the message that you're sharing with the world is exactly where we begin on that journey. And I think it's absolutely brilliant, Sandy. Um, you are absolutely lovely. I, I, I have amazing insight. I think we're going to be having a lot more conversations, a lot more conversations. Uh, but before we sign off, Sandy, where can people go find more information about you? Oh, I don't want to stop. Do we have to stop? <laughs> I tell you what, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you on Tonya's show, and then we're, we're gonna get you back on my show multiple times. Okay, okay. This, I need a weekend with you. I just need a yeah, whole this weekend. Is, um, yeah, this conversation doesn't have to end here. We're gonna keep it going after the show, folks. You're gonna have to wait to find out what comes next. Okay. Yeah, you know when you meet your tribe member, your brother. Um, liminalodyssey.com is the best place to find me the books on amazon or any online bookseller or at liminalodyssey.com and if you use the passcode um, alchemy you get a little discount a little gift in the book and um and also free shipping i think so i think it works out a little better than amazon prime but um yeah that's where perfect, perfect folks go out Get Sandy's book, take a read on it, start examining the spaces in between for yourself. Get the book, read the story so you can know how to do that for yourself and start on this path because it's really what allows you to stare reality in the face and deny its existence so you can create the life you want. 
Sandy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Justin. Follow your bliss. Absolutely, folks. Until next time, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.